Joshua chapter 2, verses 1 through to 6. I will read in your hearing. I'm reading from the NIV version. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go, look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab, bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. As dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. Six and last. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. This is God's word. It's indeed a wonderful privilege to stand before God's people to present the living word of God. Today, my focus will be on a simple topic about a great lady, the title Rehab, woman of faith. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you today for your blessings. We want to thank you for your love. We want to thank you for dying on Calvary's cross to save us from eternal death. I pray today as I stand before your people that you may speak to me today. Speak through me. Speak to the hearts of your people and may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Rehab, woman of faith. When we reflect on the book of Evil, Hebrew, and particular chapter 11, we find a list of old patriots who the Bible says are people of faith. In Hebrews, I'm re reading from the NIV version, in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 4, the Bible says, by faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. In verse 5, it says, By faith, Enoch was taken from this life 
so that he did not experience death. In verse 7, it says, By faith, Noah, when warned about the things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. In verse 17, it says, By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. Verse 20, it says, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. Verse 21, it says, by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his Joseph son. Verse 22 says, by faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of Israelites. Verse 23, he says, by faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born. Verse 24, the word of the Lord says, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. But he chose, my friends, to um, stay with the people who were suffering than to enjoy the pleasures of Egypt. By faith, my friends, the people passed through the Red Sea on dry land. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. Move on. My friend, to verse 32, it says, And what more shall I say is the author? I do not have time to tell you about the others in the, this wonderful book who have been faithful to God. People like Gideon, Barak, Samson, David, Samuel, and the many other prophets who have been faithful to God through their lives. But if we go back to verse 31, the Bible says, by faith in nobody, by faith a prostitute, my friends, Rehab the prostitute. She welcomed the spies so they would be escaped death. What a lady. By faith. Rehab the prostitute. 1,500 years later, the author in the sermon of the Hebrews wrote that this prostitute, God had transformed her life and now she listed among the faithful people of God. We want to say praise be to God today. It doesn't matter what our past have been, 
Once you meet Jesus, Jesus can turn your past around and make you, take you from a nobody and turn you into a somebody. Praise be to God. Sometimes in the church, we write people off. But we serve a big and mighty God who is a lover of a God. Even though we were messed up, even though we reach uh, to the, to the guttermost, our God, take us from the gutter and turn us into somebody. This brings me to our main passage of scripture. The book of Joshua. We're going to stay in Joshua for the rest or for most of the time throughout this sermon. Joshua chapter 2. The word of the Lord says, Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. And so, my friends, Joshua carefully at this time and picked two spies, remembering that some years ago, around 40 years ago, God said to Moses, send some spies to go over Jericho to spy out the land. So Joshua at this time was now an experienced general leading God's people. And you remember as we reflect on um, Numbers chapter 13, let's go there, Numbers 13. When God called Moses and said, Moses, the Lord said, send some men to explore the land in Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites from each of the 12 tribes. And so Moses sent them to go and spy out that land. Now it's time for them to give their report back to Moses. They gave the report according to Numbers 13 and verse 27. It says, they gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us. And it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. And so, my friends, the land was indeed a beautiful land. A, a great land with God as promise for his people. The land was flowing with milk and honey. However, my friends... However, in giving the report, my friends, they said, it is impossible. I know it is flowing with milk and honey, but it is impossible for us to capture that land. It is a, such a sad statement. But you know, my friends, in every generation, God has his people. In every generation, there is a man for the season. They said to Moses, we seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes. We are no match for the army. 
they will destroy us. But praise God, my friend, in Numbers 14 and verse um, 6, uh, Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, my friends, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, the land we pass through and explore is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Joshua and Caleb were confident because guess what? They knew the God who they serve. They know that the God who they serve is indeed the almighty God, the creator of heaven and this vast universe. And so they said, our God will lead us through to that land. They remember how God has taken them from the captive of Pharaoh, brought them across the Red Sea. They remember. And so they were confident that their God will lead them to capture that great city. My friends, time and time again, God has come through for us in our lives. Time and time again, God has shown us great wonders of how great he is. But time and time again, we doubt God. We doubt the power of God. And so, as we go back to Joshua chapter 2, section B of verse 1. And so, after Joshua has carefully and picked these two spies to go out and spy the land. I trust that he has picked two men of character, men of value, men who knew God for themselves. And so the Bible says, so they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab. They went into the house of a prostitute named Rahab. Can you imagine today if some church member see the, the pastoral team uh, I'm going to a house of a going to the motel you know what will happen uh, they will call emergency meeting and say you know what do you see what I see? and right away um, the, the, the entire church will know right away in a few minutes and it would be time for you to face your consequence we want to know our God is not like us. God uses unlikely sources to bring a message in a particular time. 
And so Rahab, my friend, the Bible says that she was a prostitute. They rest overnight at the house of a prostitute. There was another woman in the Bible, in the New Testament, my friends. In Luke chapter 7, let's go there, Luke chapter 7, let's go there briefly. Luke chapter 7 and verse 36, I just choose a few verses from um, that, that chapter. Luke chapter 7, the word of the Lord says in um, verse 36, no one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. When a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisees who invited Jesus to come and dine with him saw that, he was saying, you know what? This man ain't your prophet. If he was a prophet, you would have known that this is a sinful woman. But we're happy to know today, my friend, the God we serve, when he came on earth, he didn't come to call the um, um, righteous, but he came to call sinners unto repentance. Praise be to God. She began to wet his feet and uh, wipe his, his feet with her hair. The good news is, my friend, Jesus is not like us. And so God um, um, reminded uh, the, the Pharisees to a, a, a parable. He says, I'm not going to read it, but you know the story well. But at the end of it, Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Today you might be here with, with your sin. You may come here today uh, with a burden. There's a particular thing in your life that you're trying to get rid of for many years, but somehow every time you're trying to do good, this thing keeps coming back at you. I want you to know today, my friends, if you turn to Jesus and ask him forgiveness, Jesus will turn your sins and make them as white as you know. Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And so, oh, this sinner lady, God forgave her. God take her, meet her where she was, take her, wash her off, and said, your sin has been forgiven. Today, God can take you in nobody. You know, sometimes in God's church, there are some people who are so holy. They are so righteous. That as soon as somebody made a mistake, instead of, um, uh, you know, having some love and compassion, 
to go to that person and say, you know what, my brother, you know what, my sister, I know you have messed up. But there is a God who is able to forgive you of your sin. Do not stay in your sin. Turn to God so God can forgive you of your sin. Turn to God so God can cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But instead of going to that person, we call Sister Jane and Sister Jane, do you hear what I hear? Hypocrites. And then we come and sing, the Lord's are rocking him with hide, a shelter in the time of storm. At the same time, you're destroying somebody. I'm not saying that sin shouldn't be called by the right name, but you know what? We need to point our sin with love. And so, there's a prophet of God, Uzziah, Uzziah who God says, Go and marry an adulterous wife. Wow. Can you imagine? You see, we cannot understand God, you know. We just cannot understand God. You see, God's thoughts are not our thoughts. You see, you see, can you imagine a new student from Newport College, unmarried, coming out to start his ministry? And go and marry an adulterous woman. The church and, and Brixton members know that he's coming here. <laughs> what would happen? Probably come, the benches will be empty. But the God we serve is not like us. Praise be to God. We serve a mighty living God. Let's go back to the main scripture. The word of the Lord says in verse 2, the king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. Some Israelite has come to spy out our land. Jericho, my friends, was a great city. But even though it was great, it was on red alert. Why? Because they knew that the people of God was coming to get their city. Because when they looked from the wall of Jericho, my friends, they could see the valley of Jordan. They could see God's people in the, over the valley of Jordan. Day after day, they could see them collecting manna, for, dropping from the skies. They could see the pillars of cloud over their head, providing shade by day. They knew that these people were no ordinary people. They were getting water from the rock. A pillar of fire coming from the sanctuary day by day. At night they see the power of God, Shekinah glory, giving them light at night. They were terrified. They were fearful because they knew 
that these people are extraordinary people. They remember, oh God, took them from the mighty Pharaoh of Egypt, brought them out from Pharaoh, bring them across the Red Sea. They heard of God send the ten plagues upon Egypt. And so, my friends, they were terrified. Red alert today. At times, our government have raised the alert level. Sometimes it's orange. You know, during these times, everyone is watching. Watching for danger. And so, my friends, Jericho, which was a busy city, located at a strategic location, people from all over the world would gather there, my friends, for retirement for the night. Jericho. As the spies mentioned, were a prosperous city, flowing with milk and honey, with huge walls, my friend, huge gates, my friends, guarding the city. A city in human eyes seems impossible to capture. But want you know, my friends, when God gets ready, no gates, no wall can stop the power of our God. Amen? When God gets ready, everything God's way will have to move and allow the power of God to come through. And so, my friends, news went around and... Um, the king knew, and so the king sent men, men to, 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 to Rahab's house in verse 3. It says, it says, so the king of Jericho sent his message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out our land. This time, the men of God were in danger. Their lives were in danger. But we happen to know, my friends, that we serve a mighty God. The word of the Lord says, Through the Sabbath, he that dwelleth in the sweet place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Day by day we go on the road, we are entering dangerous territory, but our God, my friend, is there to protect us. Psalms 46, verse 1, he says, God is our refuge and strength, a very pleasant present help in trouble. And so our God will protect us when we are in danger. We have nothing to worry about. All we need to do is leave everything in the hands of God. And so the men went and knocked the door. Rehab! Rehab! There are two men who came into your home today. We need them. They are traitors. They didn't went and barge in because of the nature of our business. And in Bible time, it was a custom to ask to bring the people 
out of your home. As you could see when the mobs went to Lot's house, they said, could you send them men out to us? And so, my friends, verse 4, it says, But the woman had taken the two men and hindered them. She said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, the men left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. And so Rahab, at this time, was telling a lie. Why she lied? Lying is never right. You ask the question, how could God honor Rahab when he's telling lies? Oh, good God, honor such a lady when she is a prostitute. I want you to know today, God meets people where they are. She was a sinner. She didn't know better. And so God met her where she were. Bible says in Acts 17 verse 30, at the ignorance, God winked at you. She was at all that she didn't know better. But even though she didn't know better, my French, I could say today that she was reading. She was willing to save these two spies who had come to spy out her city, to capture her city. The Spirit of God must have been working through her. In verse 8 to 11, she says, Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said, Listen to this carefully. She said, I know that the Lord has given you this land. I know that your God has given you this land to you and that a great fear of you has fallen upon us so that all who live in this country are, meeting, are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and who did and what you did to Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites, east of the Jordan, who you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted and everyone's courage failed because of you. For, your, for the Lord, your God, is God. Praise be to God. A Eden recognizing that the God of Moses, the God of Joshua, is indeed the God of heaven and the God of earth. Today, it is time for us, my friends, to stand for God though the heavens fall. Sometimes, my friend, we are so too weak. 
that ability thing comes. We show our true colors. We need to be like a Daniel. We need to be like a Shadrach, a Meshach, and a Bendigo in these times. We need to stand, my friend, for God, though the heavens fall. I want you to know today, we will not stand, my friends, when tribulation and perplexity comes our way if we do not have a relationship with God. You see, when we have that relationship with God and the confidence in God, irrespective of who is in front of us, we will stand for Jesus Christ. And so, my friends, you recognize that their God is indeed the God, my friend, the true and living God. And so, a prostitute, a heathen worshiper, recognizing what uh, that their God was God because she saw the evidence, she realized what God has done for this She says, she knew the spies were on the winning team and showed she was willing to give up her pagan gods. Gods of her father to follow the true and living God. Today, he may be here today. Struggling in sin. But today, like Rehab, you can make that change. You can stand for God. She, her early chance of gaining salvation was in this moment, at this moment. She sees upon the opportunity. And as we read earlier, the author of the book of Hebrew recognized her as a faithful lady. The word of the Lord continues, says, and you should not miss this point, my brothers and sisters. Don't miss this point. Now then, Please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness not only to me because and my family because I have shown kindness to you. So in other words, when you come with your army to capture the land, do not only show kindness to me but show generosity to all of my family. The time has come, my brothers and sisters, that we need to bear witness for God. Sabbath after Sabbath, we just are beautiful with our best suit, with best clothes, and come to church. Our family are dying in sin, and knowing well that Jesus is on his way, and we're not saying a word. She was not only interested in, the, in her own salvation, but she was interested in the salvation of her family. And so today, after today, I want to challenge all our members. If you have family members, 
who is to come to this church. I want for you to ring them up and tell them that Jesus is on his way. She knew that Joshua was on his way. She knew uh, that they were about to capture the, 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 the beautiful the land that God has provided for them. She knew. And so she was bargaining with them. It went on to say, verse 13, that you will spare the lives of my father and my mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Verse 14, it says, they say to her, our lives, for your lives. Then the man assured her, Jesus, my friends, he left the splendor of heaven. He came, he gave his life. His life. For us, what a mighty God we serve. They says, if you don't tell what we're doing, we'll retreat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord give us the land. There was no if in this conversation. The new, the land belongs to them. In other words, they were saying, when we return, we will treat you with justice. We will treat you fairly. When we return, I want you to know, my friends, Jesus has gone to heaven. There is no if or but. He says in his word, let not your heart be troubled, he believe in God, believe also in me, in my father's house are many mansions. And it was not so, I've told you, I've gone to prepare a place for you. Jesus is on his way back to take his people home to glory. It's no if or no but. It's a matter of when. We do not know when he will come. Today may be our last day. Today is the day of salvation. The day of salvation came to Rahab and she negotiated her life. That she would stand for righteousness. She would stand with these people giving up her pagan God. The God of her. The man said to her, this oath you made us swear will not be binding on us unless when we enter the land you have tied this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down and unless you have brought your father and mother, your brothers and your family into the house, if anyone goes outside their house, my friends, into the street, his blood will be on his own head. This reminds us that some years before the Exodus, just before the Exodus, when God was sending the final plagues upon Egypt, they put the land, the blood 
over the doorpost that if you're in the house with the lamb blood of God over the doorpost you will be safe and so they're saying to her we will be going but we will be coming back and unless my friends we see that rope that scarlet rope on that door you will not be safe unless everyone is inside that building if the rope is on the the walls we realize that it belongs to you today my friends Jesus is coming. Joshua was on his way to capture Jericho. To capture the promised land. Like Joshua, Jesus is on his way to take his people home to that land, that beautiful city that you have gone to prepare for us. Whether you're ready or not, he will come. He will come, my friends, and he will not tarry. If you are found wanted, well, it's up to you. But like Rehab, my friends, God is saying to you today, come and enter the joy of my Lord. Come and enter the joy of my Lord. Jesus is coming. Our Joshua is coming. That's Jesus. But before he comes, my friend, he sends two messengers, the law and the prophets, the Old Testament and the New Testament, Moses and Elijah to warn us, my friend, that he is on his way. Well, if look at what is happening today in our society, my friends. And we study the word of God. We know. We know without any shadow of a doubt that we are living in borrowed time. We know, my friends, without any shadow of a doubt that Jesus is about to come. Our government do not know whether they are coming or they are going. The, 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 the leaders of the free world, my friends, do not have an answer for what is happening today in this world. The God, the pagan gods of Rahab uh, didn't have an answer for her. She saw the answer in the God of Joshua. 
Today, my friends, uh, there is no hope, my friends, in this present system. But I wanted to tell you that there is a God in heaven who I can introduce you to today and to remind you of that, we, that there is hope in. There is hope, my friends, in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Of course, the reason why we're here today is because of him. Today, I'm calling upon you to turn your back on the world and say, Jesus, here am I. Wash me. Make me as white as snow. Cleanse me. Forgive me of my sin. Like Rahab, my friend. He may have been messed up, but Jesus is the answer. He may have messed up. The devil may have old, I've been holding you for many years now. But I want you to know, Jesus Christ is stretching forth his hand to rescue him, you, from that rascal. 